From activism to entertainment, health to nightlife, profiles and courage to travel, and so much more. This is the Jeff Hawker Show, LGBTQ news and lifestyle conversation for the Coachella Valley region. Here's Jeff Hawker on Radio 111. You know, we say this every week and the shows just get better and better. I'm very excited about our hour today. We have uh, Dan Smith, who is with Palm Springs Leather Order of the Desert in the first half an hour. And then the incredible 16-time Billboard chart topper, Debbie Holiday is going to join us and she's going to tell us all about her incredible career and that she's performing at Halloween Palm Springs this year. So our first guest is somebody that I've gotten to know recently. I, I'm working with Palm Springs Leather uh, Pride and the Palm Springs Leather Order of the Desert. And uh, it's been really great getting to know you, Dan. How are you? I'm great, Jeff. Thank you so much. Dan Smith is co-chair for Palm Springs Leather Pride. And it, it's going to be an incredible weekend. But before we talk about that, let's talk a little bit about... PSLOD and all of the great outreach that you guys have been doing right lately. Thank, thank you so much, Jeff. You know, yes, we're really um, focused on kind of reinvigorating the club. And so part of that is uh, having a stronger presence in our community. We just did a shoe drive with the Jewish Community Center of San Diego, which is actually based in Palm Springs, uh, Martha's Kitchen, and also Well in the Desert, because the number one issue that they have is it's very hard to get homeless people with shoes on their feet. So uh, we put out a call. Uh, Kyle Taylor, who's my co-chair, kind of came up with this idea. And within a month, we had over 200 pairs of shoes that, you know, I wish everyone listening could see the reaction of the people that, that got the shoes that we collected, because it was really pretty amazing. And it kind of uh, inspired us to get even more involved with those kinds of issues in our community. I know we're, we're talking about a food drive, but not their traditional Thanksgiving, like maybe doing that in February when you know, the food banks, you know, the supplies of food go down a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's great having that many pairs of shoes. And also you requested socks as well. People forget that, you know, when you're homeless, it's underwear and socks that are really key, um, especially here in the desert where it's so hot. But having that many pairs, then you can have a size that fits somebody. That's exactly. And, you know, I, when I spoke with the woman at the Jewish Community Center, they were driving out of the county to get shoes. And so that was what they would have to do. So, you know, we're local. I, I, I'm sure many, many of the people listening have extra pairs of shoes. So we may do this again. We'd like to make it an annual event because it was really kind of amazing to see the reaction that we got in the community. Most definitely. And so then... Um, PSLOD did a partnership with DAP Health um, with the Revival Stores. We sure did. Yeah, we just had our uh, back alley event. It was called Revivals After Dark. It's their third annual leather sale. And um, working with Steve Henke was just amazing. And, and basically, they collect all the leather that they get donated, and they sell it in one day. 
And we had over 270 people in line when our doors opened on Friday night. Uh, I don't know what our final total was, but I know we were really hoping to raise about $10,000 for DAP help. So um, as soon as I have that number for you, I'll give it to you. Yeah, and, and then PSLOD gets a portion of that money, um, which, which is fantastic. You know, it's a win-win for both organizations. It really is. You know, basically what we helped um, DAP and Revivals with was marketing the event. I've been, I've been talking about the After Dark sale for three months at any event that we're hosting or when we're out promoting Weather Pride, I've, I've been bringing it. So to see how many people showed up and just see the energy in the parking lot was pretty amazing as well. Yeah, and, you know, again, Steve Hankey, he's one of the most creative people I know. And it's just always exhilarating working with him on projects because you always know there's going to be a fun little twists. Right, right. And, and we hope this is the first of uh, many pairings because, like you said, it was really beneficial to both of us. And, you know, I, I know I got some new items from my closet, so that was great. Well, and, the, you know, a lot of the items, it's, it's an over 21 event because you're selling adult-oriented items, you know, um, pornographic movies and toys and all kinds of, you know, really fun gear that they couldn't sell in the store because, you you know, the store is open to everyone. Right, right, right. Steve said something like, items that weren't, weren't quite a fit for the stores, I think, what he, uh, <laughs> the way that he put it. But, yeah, it was, it was just great. You know, and it's also an opportunity. I can't tell you how many times I've heard as we've been promoting Leather Pride, well, I'd really like to go, but I don't, I don't have a leather wardrobe. And, you know, what Kyle and I are really focused on is the hospitality aspect of Leather Pride this year. Um, you know, our poster, we have that iconic Thomas Inlet image kind of taking Maryland's place by the museum. And we did that on purpose. We kind of want to be lighter, if you will, this year. People are really ready to have a good time. And, you know, it's, it's just the hospitality aspect is you don't need to be a leather man to come to Leather Pride. You just need to want to, uh, you know, commune with people who have similar interests and, you know, just have a good time in the beautiful desert that we have here. What do you think is one of the misunderstandings about the leather community? Well, well I know that when, when I pledged in uh, the leather order, uh, you know, I was just honest. I said, I probably know less about leather than any other person in this room. But if you're not welcoming to people who are curious, we'll never grow and we'll never become something new. And, and I think that the club is really focused on becoming something new, not just being part of the leather community, but being part of the community as a whole. And, you know, my son even asked me, like, so you've joined a leather order. And I said, Jack, it's kind of like joining a fraternity, meaning it's really nice to go to a place where you feel like you are welcome and you belong. And I've heard that story by so many people, even when I've been out promoting the event, you know, I, I had a gentleman say, thank you for talking to me. Nobody talks to me. And so I really think that's a focus of the club is we just want to be more present and more welcoming to people that maybe have a curiosity. Yeah. And you re recently did a pledge process and quite a few new members came in. We did. We had, we had a record. We had uh, 11 guests at last month's meeting, and nine of them pledged with the organization. So uh, we got nine new members this week. We have three pledges currently, so that'll be 12. So, you know, the club has grown significantly since March. You know, we were kind of, although the board was meeting every month, uh, we weren't really doing much. And so to see people really want 
to join a community has been really amazing. Yeah, I, I was very involved with uh, PSLOD years ago when a good friend of mine, Dave Murdoch, was was heavily involved. He was marketing chair and did PR and all that. And, you know, it went through some trials and tribulations, and it, it's so important to now communicate to the public that it's a new board, it's a new organization, you're doing a lot of outreach for the community, and it's always key for the success and growth of an organization to do partnerships. Absolutely. You know, and, and we weren't going to ask for sponsorships this year. We, we realized, you know, a lot of the local businesses have been impacted, but honestly, people started coming to us, you know, um, you know, Jeff, you're one of the first, the first three that said, Hey, I'd like to do something with Leather Pride, but you know, uh, Scott Murchison from the 501 Eagle and Barracks gave us a really generous donation. And then Rob Cole from the tool shed also stepped up and gave us a donation. And we're basically, you know, I keep saying Kyle and I, but you know, honestly, Leather Pride would not happen without Kyle, Kyle Taylor. It's been, it's been really amazing to plan this with someone else because you have a sounding board and you have another opinion just kind of in every decision that you make. And, you know, we're really all about relationships. Like we're uh, working with uh, the Renaissance Hotel this year. Our formal dinner is going to be there. And we're hoping that, you know, moving forward, that's the annual event. And it's at the Renaissance Hotel or that, you know, we're working with Canyon Printing or, you know, uh, Desert Rose Playhouse um, is hosting your event. And again, it's a relationship that we want to keep going. And, uh, you know, this small town leather pride we were going to do this year has turned into our full blown schedule. It's nine events over four days. But um, it's just been really interesting how everyone's kind of coming forward and just like, what do you need? Uh, you know, Julie from the 420 Bank, a new business in downtown Palm Springs, uh, says, what do you need? Anything you need that I'm here for you, you know? Um, yeah, she wanted to do a really large-scale event this year, and we were just like, well, we've got enough events already, but that's not to say that during the course of the year, PSLOD could host an event there. You know, I mean, one Absolutely. of the things that's very popular amongst the membership is doing cigar socials. Right, right. And in fact, and isn't you know, there one we, coming up, like this weekend? So, so Ken, Ken and Jesse host a cigar social at the barracks uh, the third Thursday of every month. And so we asked if they would mind hosting our cigar social as part of Leather Pride. And they just hit the ground running. They actually have a new cigar company. It's called Cigar Czar. The, uh, tobacco is grown in Nicaragua. And they're hosting the event. It's actually going to have craft cocktails and, I believe, South American music and uh they're actually going to, they've partnered with a new restaurant that's opening in Cathedral City and they're going to have food there as well. So basically you, you give someone, you know, an opportunity and they just continue to shock us how they just step up. And I actually think the cigar social is going to be a really amazing event and I'm not a cigar smoker. Yeah. So if you want tickets to Palm Springs Leather Pride weekend, you can go to palmspringsleatherpride.org. Um, one of the executive members uh, you know of the board of PSLOD is David Dunn and one mm -hmm. of the things that he really has taken on is doing demonstrations which i think is really key to um having safe sane and you know sexual play right right well you know the the David did a forum i believe in february where what is your perception of 
Palm Springs Leather Order of the Desert, and what would you like it to be? And what came out of it was play, like you just mentioned, brotherhood and community. And so, like, like I keep going back to the word community, like not only in our club, but in our town and in our valley. It's like, that's really where we want to be. And it used to be we would host Leather Pride, and then we would give all the checks out at once, and then we're done, and then no one hears from us for a year. And now we've decided that, you know, we're we're probably going to make a little more money than we have in the past. And we want to spread that out over the years. So when we hear a need in the community, we have some money to help them out. And so that's really where we're hoping to go and, and be more visible here in Palm Springs. Yeah. David just hosted a forum recently at not so innocent and there was a good turnout, you know, and I think it's important that when you're looking at items to purchase that you kind of know the backstory about it and and it was very informative as far as you know if you put this on you know make sure you're careful on how you put it together how you put it on and you know the the owner of not so innocent was was a great forum leader he really was you know it's funny because i you know we understand that people are still getting comfortable going out and and you know one of the things that i always focus on is i enjoy the people that are at the event and i don't you know concern myself with maybe who couldn't arrive that to the event because i think it's really important to appreciate where you are and be in the present and i think i definitely learned that from COVID. yeah definitely in the next segment we're going to talk to dan about all the different events that are coming up for palm springs leather pride if you want tickets go to palmspringsleatherpride.org you're listening to the jeff hawker show on radio 111. Gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on Radio 111. Now, here's Jeff. Welcome back. We're on the phone with Dan Smith. He is one of the co-chairs for Palm Springs Leather Pride Weekend. It is a jam-packed weekend of events this year. It really is. You know, we're, again, I, I mentioned that we were going to do a smaller version, but we are doing all nine events this year. Um, so we have something every day from Thursday to Sunday, the 28th through the 31st. So the kickoff, and it's been really clever because you and Kyle came up with some very unique names for everything. The the kickoff is the Parole E registration at Eagle 501. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, us gays, we love a theme. So uh, <laughs> definitely, we, we were trying, <laughs> we were trying to find something of how we were felt, and it was like unlocked, like we're unleashed, like we actually get to go out and do stuff. And we thought, well, who else has been locked up? So we're going with a prison theme, and it kind of, you know, fits the the, the leather moodiness. But again, it's it's done with a sense of humor. So um, that's where the names came from. So what can people expect at that registration? So basically, the Eagle 501, which is right in the heart of Palm Springs on Arenas Avenue, 
you won't have to guess which building it is. We have eight-foot banners. There'll probably be six of them and uh, a line around the building to get registered for Palm Springs Weather Pride. Again, you know, if you've already bought your tickets, you're getting your armband, which gets you into the events, our official T-shirt, uh, which again has that iconic Thomas Finland image on it. Um, and they're basically doing that from 4 to 8 on Thursday. Uh, I do want to say if you're not coming to town till Friday, because a lot of us are working full time, we will have registration at Canyon Club the rest of the weekend. But, yeah, that's just kind of our celebratory. You know, we've all made it through this tough time. Uh, let's let's get our T-shirts and our gear. And then you've got Strip Search, the official meet and greet. And that's where all the contestants come together at Toolshed. That's 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 correct. You know, the the tool shed has that large area out in the back uh, that us locals know what it looks like. But it's actually going to be three times as big for the parties during Leather Pride weekend. And so, you know, if someone is concerned about being in a building, it is an open air party. And Thursday nights there are kind of legendary for us locals. It's the underwear night, and we just felt like it would be the perfect backdrop to do the number poll for the contestants. And that's basically deciding what order they appear on stage during the contest on Saturday night. Oh, that's perfect. And then there's three different pool parties this year. They're all at Canyon Club. Describe what that's like. Well, you know, it's we, we did have a little plunge party back in August, and um, the pool parties, if you just want to be out in the sun and, and hang around with like-minded men, then you can do that. There's also a play aspect to it, but you know, it's it's just, I can't tell you how amazing it was to just be around that many people. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I'd seen so many men in one place in two years. So, uh, you know, it is hot here. And even in, even in November, we're still probably going to be in the, at least the 80s. I, I know uh, we did a pride parade a couple years ago, and it was 91, I believe. So if you're not in Palm Springs, trust me, it's still warm in November. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just kind of a place to have a cocktail in the sun, you know, pull up pull up a chaise lounge and maybe work on your tan or maybe work on meeting someone while you're here. Yeah, and then the official former formal leather dinner called Mess Hall. That's always one of my favorite events because everybody really wears all their dress leather. Any. Uh, you know, if they're title holders, they're wearing their sashes, they're wearing full dress with ties and all that. And it's just a really, really elegant evening. Thank you. I, I agree. You know, I, I kind of, it's kind of akin to when you first come out and you go to a leather, I mean, to a pride event and you just go, oh my God, there's so many people that are like me or have interests like I have. And it was the same way the first time I went to the formal dinner is it's just like, oh, I'm not the only person that feels this way, or I'm not the only person that enjoys wearing leather and it makes me feel a certain way. And I, I, the formal dinner really is kind of a little bit different in that, you know, a lot of our events are in a bar or they're outside. And the formal dinner is kind of a, a chance to appeal to possibly the other side of you, which is, you know, just more like, isn't it nice to just be in a community with people? Yeah. And this year I'm coordinating the silent auction. We've got a lot of incredible stuff, things from Leather Archives Museum. We've got actually um, a, a photograph of Colton Ford from um, Michael Childers. Um, a lot of kind of great play stuff. We've got things from On the Mark, Trina Turk, a lot of 849 Restaurant, a lot of great stuff from, from all over. So it's going to be a great evening. 
I, I really think so too. And, 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 you know, Jeff, we were so excited that you came on because, you know, I, I'm a visual person. I work for a decor company. So, so the fact that, you know, we can take these under, you know, these great items and really feature them in a positive way. It's really, it's really something that you're adding to the event and I appreciate it. Well, thank you. And then we've got the actual contest on Saturday night and then the breakout full release dance party starring Colton Ford and DJ Hector Fonseca. And I'll tell you, I, I like to do events that appeal to me, you know, cause I've been doing yeah. them for a long time. And so I brought in some of the hottest go-go dancers from all over the United States. So I'm really looking forward to that event as well. If oh you, yeah, absolutely, Jeff. I think everyone is. If you want to buy tickets to the weekend, as you can see, there's a lot going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I believe the packages are only two twenty-five. That's correct. The warden package is two twenty-five. That includes a formal dinner, and the guard package is one seventy-five. So go to palmspringsleatherpride.org right now. Thank you, Dan, for being on the show today. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you. Coming up in the next segment, we've got Debbie Holiday, who is going to be the headliner for Halloween Palm Springs this year. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. Desert Cities A to Z on LGBTQ. This is the Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. I am so honored to be working with Miss Debbie Holiday again. Um, she was with us a couple years ago for Halloween, but this year she is doing her relatively new show, uh, a Tina Turner tribute. And before we get into that, um, Debbie, I wanted to talk a little bit about you growing up in Los Angeles and your incredible father, Jimmy Holiday. And I'm so looking forward to working with you again. You're just the consummate professional and fun at the same time. Um, Jimmy was a prolific writer. Uh, I think it's one of the reasons I'm so eclectic musically because he wrote everything from you know pop and soul to country. Um, he wrote Put a Little Love in Your Heart, of course, um, which was uh, been recorded by more people. It's in the top 20 of uh, songs that have been recorded by multiple artists. Um, and then he also wrote All I Ever Need Is You, which was a Sonny and Cher and Kenny Rogers and Dottie West hit, a lot of stuff for Ray Charles. So it was a very, it was a very interesting childhood. <laughs> I bet. W was your mom yeah. also musically inclined? She was. She was actually a concert pianist. And the crazy thing is that because my father didn't have the most tremendous education, um, my mother would often write down his lyrics for him and then also write down, uh, you know, the chord changes and so forth uh, to transpose it for other musicians. So it was a it was definitely an interesting. Yes. And there were lots of people. I always say I had sleepovers all the time. I didn't. My parents did. So I'd be like, you know, crawling over Etta James to go to my private school in the morning, you know. Wow. <laughs> who, who is somebody that always inspired you that you've gotten to meet? Oh, wow, that I've gotten to meet. Um, you know, my two biggest icons I did not get to meet, uh, David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. 
are my two all-time favorites. And, I, and I'd have to say Ray Charles, though, because I'm, the first time I saw women singing with precision, I was a little girl, went to go see Uncle Ray in the studio, and the Raylettes were laying down some tracks. Um, I think I was maybe four or five, and uh, a woman uh, by the name of Clyde King was doing a vocal, and she was just so commanding. So she knew exactly what she was doing, and I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to be that person. Yeah. Nowadays, when I go to some of these older artist concerts, they're – it, what's great about them is they they bring in younger artists, guitarists, drummer, whatever, and then incredible backup singers that really fill out their sound. You know, because you know they can't sing as boldly as they did when they were younger, but they keep that sound alive by doing that. Absolutely, and I think it's also great that so many you know people like Elton John, like they're really helping younger artists. Um, you know, to their fruition, their musical fruition. So I'm, I'm, I agree. And I also feel like there's a great balance between old school and new school. Like, you know, working with DJs has been such an, an eye-opening thing because they'll take a song that I wrote and turn it into something completely different, which is just mind-boggling to me because once I write something, that's what it is in my brain. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you've shared this stage with some pretty illustrious artists: Rod Stewart, Joe Walsh. Yes. Yeah. Kiss. Um, I opened for Kiss when I was singing with Lita Ford many, many moons ago. Uh, opened for my band when I was signed to Warner Brothers. Opened for Joe Walsh, and I have sung back up with Rod Stewart for a while. Um, also John Waite from The Babies. Yeah, I, I, again, I've been really blessed with a very eclectic group of musicians from hard rock, horns up heavy metal, to, uh, you know, country and soul. I had forgotten about The Babies. Are they, do they still sing together? No, they're broken up. They've been apart for a while. Um, although I know, you know, I got to take that back because I actually think there is a new... Uh, you know, conglomeration or a new, you know, a new iteration, I should say, of of the babies. I have not seen them. I know John Wade is no longer with them for sure. So, uh, one of my other um, one of the songwriters that I love, Avril Lavigne. So, yeah. did you work with Avril, or it was somebody who w- was working with her? When I was signed to Warner Brothers, uh, they put me together with a fantastic songwriter producer. I searched for about a year before I said yes to someone. Uh, Cliff Magnus, who was uh, a co-writer and producer on several tracks for Avril's first record. So I did get to meet her in the studio, would talk with her a bunch. Um, super sweet girl. Um, but no, didn't actually work with her, but same producer. Oh, cool. You've also, um, you were in a film, you started a film, Blues for Willa Dean, that was written yeah. by Del Shores and co-starring Beth Grant. I haven't seen that. Are, are you singing or are you actually acting? I both, uh, as Del Shores would remind me, who is now my family. Quick story. I love this story. He and I both always tell it. Um, Levi Christ. Uh, the Tony Award winning now, Levi Kreis, um, good longtime friend, 
this is what a great human he is. We had a show together. I was on after Levi. He begged Del Shores to stay because Del was really tired and was going to leave before my set. He's like, I promise you, just stay, stay for one song. You're going to love this woman's voice. Del stayed the entire show and the encores, came backstage and said, I'm a director and a playwright and I have a part for you. And I said, but I'm not an actress. And he said, oh, honey, I just watched your show. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) It's all a transformation when you walk out on stage. It really is. It really is. And so that night he offered me the role. And before the movie, it was called The Trials and Tribulations of a Trailer Trash Housewife. (laughs) <laughs> I love Del Shores. You know, he actually has a place in Palm Springs now. And it, we, I've talked to him recently, and he, he's going to come on the show sometime in November, so I'll let you know when he's on, Debbie. But he is just such a, a wonderful spirit, and he is always there to help, you know, new actors and performers. And I'll tell you, if it wasn't for his premiere of Sorted Lives here in Palm Springs. I don't think I'd ever would have got to meet him. I mean, but it was just so amazing, the life that he's brought to Palm Springs as well. Yeah, and, uh, I almost started crying. In fact, I'm tearing up a little bit. I love Dale like family so much. He is, he is without a doubt my brother. Um, we just went to Provincetown, Massachusetts together in yeah. July for shows and had a fantastic time. And he is one of those people that was such a great director. I mean, my very first film, I'm on set with Beth Grant, Octavia Spencer, Dale Dickey, David Steen. I was petrified. And he was such a great director, got everything out of me that he wanted, including he wanted one tear in one scene. And I got it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he's just a phenomenal human. He is my, he is family and brother. He's, you're right. He's always helping people. He's helped me. Um, He's just a good human. I I would I would probably have chills uh, being with Octavia Spencer. She is just so prolific now. She's in all these different movies, playing all these really great, strong women characters, and it's yes. just I'm just so in awe to see what she brings to the screen. And she's just as funny off screen as she is, you know. Uh, on she's just she's a very quick mind such a quick mind now you're spent we spent almost two and a half years together on stage in a little 99 seater when we did trials and tribulations that became blues for willadine so yeah we she and dale dickey and i shared a a backstage room about the size of a a medium-sized closet (laughs) (laughs) the zephyr theater on melrose and we had a blast we're talking with Debbie Holiday, and she's going to be the headliner for Halloween Palm Springs. If you want to get VIP tickets, and she's going to be backstage, and we'll have a step and repeat and all that, um, you can get tickets at HalloweenPalmSprings.com. Now, your bio, it just reads like a who's who of just amazing things that you've done in your life. Um, your songs what you call placements have been included on numerous hit TV shows. Give us an idea of how that happened. And, you know, if there's any projects coming up that are going to be on TV shows, it always happens in a different way, but it is, 
what I feel like is an old school way, which is you meet people. Um, I remember uh, my very first big placement was Queer as Folk, and it is literally, I think to this day, even though I've had many since then, there's a scene where dive is used that it goes into slow-mo where he's just coming out and he's in the club and he's happy finally and he's just dyed his hair bright blonde and it's just such a joyful scene. Um, That to me is one of my favorites and that's because I was at the Billboard Music Awards in New York um, and I met the, even though I knew Dell, who was the executive producer, he has nothing to do with, you know, placements. Um, I met uh, at a panel uh, the um, music supervisor, and he's like, oh, I've heard about you, so you're Debbie Holiday. And we were able to chat face-to-face, and next thing I knew, I had a placement. I had a second placement on the same show um, with Joyful Sound. Uh, no, half a mile away, I take that back. Most recently, I met the executive uh, producer of Making the Cut, uh, Sarah Ray, at um, a family equality, because I donate my time every year to family equality, because I love what they do. Um, They help uh, LGBTQ families not only get, but keep their children after they adopt them. Um, And so I do a benefit every year, and I met her there. So it's, it's I, I think that the best way to get placements or just to create positivity in life, um, that's why the pandemic has been so hard because face-to-face, you know, it's wonderful to, to you know, be able to continue to work by writing a song via FaceTime or Skype or whatever, Zoom, but there's nothing like looking into people's eyes and connecting. I'm, I'm old school that way. And every placement I've gotten has been through someone I, I actually personally know. Every interaction that I've had with you has always been really incredible. I first saw you at Sunset Junction in L.A., and I was like, oh, my God, I got to work with her. You guys were on a tiny little stage and you were like pumping out kiss songs and just all these great <laughs> melodies. And I was like, wow. So, I mean, such power comes with your voice and your band. Thank you. Thank you. I I am so proud of this Tina Turner band. And it's funny, that's it. I, I've never really been a cover song kind of person. I've delved a little bit into it um, because of my dance music career, but the Tina experience has just been, uh, this 10-piece band is beyond amazing, and I'm so excited to be working with every member. That is a great segue. We're going to talk more about your appearance at Halloween Palm Springs coming up. Again, if you want to get VIP tickets, go to HalloweenPalmSprings.com. And uh, we'll talk all about her show that's going to be coming up and a little bit more about how she was inspired by Tina Turner. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show from Radio 111, live from Palm Springs. Here's Jeff. 
We're in conversation with Debbie Holiday. She's had 16 Billboard Top 20 dance chart hits. And if you want more information about everything Debbie, you can go to DebbieHoliday.com. What inspired you to do a show with Tina Turner or with Tina Turner songs doing covers? Well, you know, um, because I followed in my father's footsteps, um, songwriter, and I have always prided myself on that. Um, and then a friend of mine, uh, named Chuck Wright, who's the bass player in quiet riot, um, horns up, (laughs) um, asked me to do something called the ultimate jam night. Uh, that is now at the Whiskey. We, of course, stopped because of the pandemic and will hopefully start up again. And I started singing all these different artists and, you know, everything from Judas Priest to, uh, you know, 80s hits. And um, I started singing a couple of Tina's songs. I did Proud Mary, uh, did a couple others and realized, wow, her voice is really, really in my wheelhouse. And everything she does just sits well on my voice. I also love honoring her because she's the quintessential example of how to keep going no matter what. You and sound just yes. like her. <laughs> it's amazing. Huge compliment. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And it, it, it's funny when I, you know, if I do, when I went to Provincetown, you know, I did so many Tina shows and then getting back, I had a vocal to do for my own project for a, a single and uh, I like I had to you know check out the Tina because I was I was going a little too Tina on my own vocal I had to step back and be me again <laughs> yeah if there's something about also there's particularly post pandemic or we're actually we aren't post yet but you know what I mean right uh looking into the eyes of people when they hear a Tina song uh I get goosebumps because there is something about the joy of her music, the strength of her music. And I always say in my show, especially my one woman show, when I don't have the band, it's like no one ever said, hmm, Tina Turner. Meh, eh, she's all right. Everyone loves <laughs> Tina. Well, if you want an example, go on YouTube and do a search for Debbie Holiday. We don't need another hero. So great. Thank you. And that band that I have pulled together, I got a bunch of superstars. I'm so, I'm, I, you know, it's one great thing about growing up in L.A. is I've been able to cultivate these relationships with amazing people. Uh, the drummer is my boyfriend, who I met at Ultimate Jam Night. The lead guitar player is Derek Day, who I met at Ultimate Jam Night. Um, and Sean McNabb on bass, who I've known forever and a day. Um, just, you know, a horn section. It's like, it's so wonderful to do a show with horns. It's, it's amazing. And having background singers, it's such a big show. It's fun. Yeah. And we're, we're going to take good care of you, Debbie. I always like working with you because I always know that you're going to give an amazing performance. Plus you're just good people. Ah, bless you. Thank you. As are you, as are you. And I'm, You know, you get to a point in your life where I have said no to some things that, you know, where I know someone might be difficult or I'm like, yeah, no, I just want to have as much joy and create as much joy as we can while we're spinning on this thing. And you're obviously in that group of people that you're just so easy to work with. Well, thank you. It's interesting because, you know, I book a lot of performers and some agents and 
and booking agents are easy to work with and others are impossible. <laughs> and, uh-huh. you know, in this situation, I work directly with you and it's just been, you know, the whole process has been very easy and seamless. And, you know, if if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, I would do so. Um, it, it's really cool because like the backstage VIP area, um, we should tell everybody that if you do buy a ticket, you do have to show proof of vaccination as well as your ID to accomp- accompany that. Um, and we are asking people, you know, if they're uncomfortable, wear a mask, um, you know, just to keep everybody safe. And the city ordinances also say if you're going to be going into any of the bars or restaurants, you do have to show proof of vaccination. Um, w- along with your idea. So always make sure you have those together. Um, any kind of uh, teaser or, you know, a little information about your show that the listeners might want to know? Um, the only thing I would say is all those songs that you forgot that you loved from Tina are in this show. <laughs> it's, there's, I, I, that's just all I can say is it's just, it's absolute joy. And I've, done it enough now even though it's a new project that the look on people's faces when you launch into what's up got to do you're like yes joy i remember that joy <laughs> so i would say just be prepared to smile and dance well and you have two trombone players coming no only one one only one and yeah, such so a trumpet, trumpet, trombone, and uh, saxophone. Lots of saxophone. And of course, your incredible boyfriend, who you guys have such great chemistry in life, but also that translates on the stage as well. So Thank thrilled. You. You're welcome. So thrilled that you're going to be here for Halloween Palm Springs. If you haven't gotten your tickets, go to HalloweenPalmSprings.com. All the information about the lineup is there. Um, If you want more information about Debbie, go to DebbieHoliday.com. And I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Cannot wait. Yay, she's going to be back in Palm Springs. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Jeff Hawker Show today. We'll be back next week with another great program. For more information on all the programs, go to Radio111.com. Thanks for listening to The Jeff Hawker Show. 